You're listening to the Unapologetically Alive podcast, episode number nine. Today, we are talking with my good friend, Ashley Trang. Ashley is a vibrant, strong, independent woman who not only has the biggest heart, but also is someone I've always personally looked up to as a thought leader, creator, trendsetter, and all-around dynamic human being. In the years that we've known each other, I've seen Ashley branch out and tap into her passion for DJing, succeed in her career as an internal recruiter in the Bay Area, and is now preparing to launch her new passion project, Compliments and Coffee. In the years that we've known each other, I've seen Ashley branch out and tap into her passion for DJing, succeed in her career as an internal recruiter in the Bay Area, and is now preparing to launch her new passion project, Compliments and Coffee. Ashley is a dynamic creator in so many ways. I'm personally excited for the launch of her new business because her products act as a simple yet powerful daily reminder that it's important to slow down, take a moment, sip on a cup of coffee or two, and focus on a chosen affirmation that will help you move forward with your day feeling empowered and inspired. In the words of Mark Twain, if you can't get a compliment any other way, pay yourself one. I'm excited to have Ashley on the podcast so she can share her journey and her inspiration to help more people reconnect with themselves through a seemingly simple morning routine that fosters a healthy self-image by practicing more daily self-love. Now it's time to sit back, relax, pour yourself a second cup of coffee, and let's dive into my chat with my beautiful friend, Ashley Trang. You're listening to the Unapologetically Alive podcast. Lifestyle empowerment coach Tonya Noland will help you discover how you can start living more boldly, authentically, and without regrets by building a lifestyle based around your passions and purpose. It's time to define what success means to you, push fear aside, and celebrate who you really are by being unapologetically you. Hey, everybody. Today on the podcast, we have my good friend, Ashley Trang. Not only is she a vibrant, wonderful person, she has a lot of different things going for her. And I really wanted to bring her onto the podcast to showcase how she has created a career for herself, what she's doing in her spare time to follow her passion projects and desires to create more and bring different messages into the world. She is a fashionista, a connoisseur of noodles, lives in the city of San Francisco and has been a good friend of mine for the past decade. Everybody, I want to introduce you to my good friend, Ashley. Ashley, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be featured on your podcast. (laughs) No, you came to mind immediately when I started thinking and putting down my list of ever-growing guests. So I'm so (laughs) happy to hear you be here too. Thank you. Awesome. Well, first things first, we got to get to the important stuff. Mm -hmm. What are you sipping on right now as we record? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I've had a long day, productive, and I thought I'd make myself a vodka chronic. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that is vodka and CBD oil. Nice mix, refreshing yet calming. I love it. We had some technical difficulties getting started on this podcast, so hopefully you're feeling those calming effects already. (laughs) You already know, girl. (laughs) Technology doesn't always work your way, does it? (laughs) Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, I'm still on my Whole30 cleanse, so I made myself a mocktail tonight, and it's basically hibiscus tea with plain LaCroix and some honey for a little added sweetness. Imagine just a little bit of tequila and St. Germain in that, and that would just be probably the best cocktail of 2020, hands down. Okay. You give me <laughs> ideas for what I'm going to drink immediately when oh, yeah. 30 days are over. <laughs> 
I love it. Well, let's dive in. So I wanted you to share a little bit about yourself. What makes Ashley, Ashley, how did you get to be where you are today, you know, as a person, what you're passionate about, what you're doing in your life, and just kind of share a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. What makes Ashley, Ashley? Well, if you look at my Twitter bio, I still think it says I am an organized blend of chaos with a dash of charisma and a sprinkle of fun. So I'm still going to stick to that. Uh, what makes me me? Actually, I uh, am someone who's just trying to fight the good fight and do the nine to five while also figuring out my passion. So full time, I am a recruiter at a tech startup in Oakland, broadly. Whoop, whoop. So it's a really awesome uh, startup, helps small businesses scale. So that's kind of right up my alley. And then on my passion project side, I'm starting my business compliments and coffee. So I'll be launching that in March. And that's just a really great way to remind people how capable they are of pursuing and living out their dreams. I realized not too far back that a lot of people are stressed all the time. And typically when they start their day, it's over a cup of coffee and they're reflecting on what they have to endure or go through for that day, how much they have on their plate. Uh, and then typically at midday, if they are stressed or they want to feel refreshed or step outside, they typically go for a walk, grab a cup of coffee. So I thought, why not put those two things together? An affirmation to remind someone how amazing they are when they're feeling like they're going through something difficult or they have to overcome some type of objection. And then, you know, they can have a cup of coffee while they're talking kindly to themselves. So we all need a simple reminder to treat ourselves with love and care the same way we treat our friends and family. I love that. Awesome. Where where did this inspiration originally come from? Me being stressed, going to work. <laughs> I had gotten laid off and I had a lot of time on my hands and I was kind of reflecting on what I've gone through since I moved to the Bay Area. So I'm originally from San Luis Obispo. That's how we met, right? Uh, and you know there, there's not a lot of job opportunities. So I decided to just pick up and move to the Bay Area and uh, I got started in tech and I didn't have the best of luck. But I later on realized that even though the positions I was given didn't necessarily work out, they were still opportunities for me to meet other people that were in line with my goals and dreams. So it was actually a, a really cool thing to reflect on. But during that time, I just realized all of the hardships I went through and the stress that I had and how I would typically go and grab a cup of coffee with my friends to kind of break up my day. Totally. Yeah. I mean, what like you said, what's better than that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a cocktail, but can't right. do that at work all day. Exactly. Mocktail, <laughs> cocktail, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never take the edge off. That's awesome. And so, I mean, since you're a recruiter, you're obviously dealing with a lot of different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives. Are you yeah. seeing that this type of stress is pretty prevalent in the people you're dealing with and serving in your day-to-day too? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, especially uh, working in tech, it's pretty diverse. I mean, at least the companies that I like to join, because I like to work with companies that are aligned with my mission as well, my personal one. So the people I surround myself are pretty diverse. So that's ethnically diverse, as age as well, and also education too. So everyone, you know, we all have different hardships. They don't maybe last as long as others do. But we always have something that we're dealing with. So it's very common to see people pretty stressed, especially when they're working at startups, when there's a you're wearing several different hats. And especially if it's like in hyper growth mode, it can be a little, it can be a little intense. Yes, definitely. 
So what are some of the ways that you found to successfully help someone through that like navigation and growth period when working with them, seeing that they're stressed, seeing that they're trying to balance all these things? I've worked in startups before and, you know, there's a lot of things being juggled at the same time. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I like to be like a human centered recruiter, meaning that I don't want to just go off of a list of questions. I want to have like a consultative approach where I'm actually getting to know you and making sure that it's the right fit for you as well as it might be for myself. And so I take that same approach with friends and my coworkers. Like I I listen a lot. How you help people is you are an ear and you're listening with intention. And because I've been able to do that with people that I've met, I've been able to be there for them at a time of need or understand exactly where they're what they're going through. And hopefully, sometimes I don't have all of the right advice because I myself am still trying to figure it out as well. But sometimes people just need a sounding board. And I try to be that for others. Yeah, they just need someone that can actively listen and almost reflect back to them. I totally find that in coaching as well. Yeah. Going back to something you said before, and I know we both started out in the same town in a very small town in the central coast, mostly a college <laughs> town and retirees and you know, yeah. just a very slower pace, but you're smack dab between LA and San Francisco. You were talking about, you know, getting laid off and the struggle and everything that you went through to get to where you are today. So what are some like lifestyle struggles or changes you've experienced and had to go through that have really helped shape who you have become today? Oh my gosh, do we have time? Um, <laughs> it's a combination of a lot of things. I will say the the common thing for all of these things I'm referring to is loss. So whether it's losing a job, then but then you realize like I'm taking more chances and I wasn't back then. And then even like loss of relationships, like my my love life, you know. So because I lost uh, my my ex before I met my amazing husband. I was able, I had the freedom now to be like, where do I want to move to? Where do, and, and I was able to reflect, right? And think like, okay, I was in a period where I had lost my job. I had lost my boyfriend. I was going to have to move back into my parents' house for a, a little bit of time. And then finally I moved to the Bay Area and I had to figure out where I was basically going to work. Fortunately, at the time, my close girlfriends allowed me to work with them. They had a family business, but that wasn't going to be for an extended period of time. So I had to like restart my life in a new location, but that getting out of my comfort zone and having to figure it out and starting to navigate in a new place and seeing that I was able to do that built more confidence inside myself where I was able to take more chances and be exposed to more opportunities. So loss it is could be a really powerful and great thing. <laughs> it's so true. It's all just about how you choose to frame an experience or something that's handed to you. Like we're not handed anything that we're not enabled to overcome. It's just how we choose to do it. And if we choose to tackle it, And I love how you said that if you hadn't gone through these periods of loss, you wouldn't have had the courage as much to put yourself out of your comfort zone and step into a new arena of your life. Yeah, well said. (laughs) So true. And I think just going back to you and I, we graduated around the same times and going through that similar time in the economy really, for me at least, shaped what I was able to get and how I was able to build my experience early on in my career. And it was not easy. You kind of just had to take what you could get, right? you know, and build some experience, whatever that looked like. (laughs) Right. And you know, we worked together. There was one time it looked crazy. (laughs) Let's just say we both walked out on the same day. Yeah. You have to have morals (laughs) and principles. Exactly. 
Anyway, oh <laughs> and so that actually leads me perfectly into the next question: is where did your career or your journey in education of what you were studying start, and how has that changed over the years? Oh my God, it's changed drastically. I went, yeah, I went to school for aesthetics and cosmetology and makeup. And like, that's what I, that was like my jam for so long. And I still really like it. But I realized once I was in that industry, the kind of people that I was around, I couldn't deal with that day to day. So that was something that I was like, mm, I had to reassess. And then also after I finished school out here in San Francisco, because I did move to the Bay Area and I went to school out here for aesthetics. I was doing makeup on the side and, and doing like book covers and things like that. And then unfortunately, my father got sick and I had to move back home. Uh, my lease was up. So I stayed there for some time. And that's when I realized there's not as much makeup gigs in San Luis Obispo as there are in the Bay Area. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So that's when I was able to work at a dermatologist's office as like an admin and then also their in-house esthetician, medical esthetician. And so that's how I kind of boosted my admin skills. So I worked at doctor's offices for a while building those skills and then ended up at a real estate company. Oh my God, my work journey is nuts. It's literally like the longest. It is insane. <laughs> so then I got into real estate and I worked with this really awesome guy. He was like, look, this is my office, but this is your playground. Do whatever you want with it. And I kind of sharpened a lot of my executive support skills with him, which was really great. And then as I mentioned before, at that time I was in a relationship, but once that ended, I was like, I'm going to move to San Francisco. So in San Francisco, I was able to use my administrative background to get into tech. And so I became an EA for executives. And so I was doing that out here. And then uh, due to some attrition at a company, I started to support the talent team in recruiting type stuff. And then that's when I realized, okay, you know what? I like talking to people and I like putting them in positions where they can have career opportunities to be excited about the work that they do. Like that is what gets me really fired up. And so I just took a leap of faith and I did a pivot and I interviewed at this one company, 500 Startups, who I still love to this day. I met so many amazing people there, but I inter interviewed and asked if I could basically be their first recruiter with not much experience. And so they're like, sure, you know, we believe in you. So that's what I did. I just became a recruiter there. I figured it out on my own, asked friends that were successful in, the, in, in that role for help, but I figured it out. And that's kind of how I got into recruiting. I just figured it out, took a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you pivoted and pitched yourself so you could be in that position to create that role for yourself in a sense. Yeah. I just realized like, it's all about asking for what you want mm -hmm. and taking a chance. Um, you're not, ma you're maybe not going to get the results that you want right away, but it's just being consistent with that. Because I didn't go to college. I didn't get a four-year degree. That's the route I did not take. And I regretted it for the longest time because like you mentioned before, living in slow, there's not a lot of, a lot of opportunity. So I was like, what am I going to do? But in San Francisco, I learned connections. Like I'm sure you've heard this, your net worth is your network, right? Yep. <laughs> and or your, yeah, your net worth is your network. And so I started to meet a lot of people. And through that, I got provided a lot of opportunity just from networking in the Bay Area. Yeah. Well, you are a natural. <laughs> Oh, why thank you. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I get it from Kurt. Yeah, her dad is fantastic. <laughs> I love that you had that diverse background because I've shared my background in my blog and in the first couple episodes of the podcast, but you and I had some a lot of parallels. Oh God. Like, but you also know my horror stories. Yes. Like that's a whole other thing too. Yes. So 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a different hardship, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just crazy because I came and out of my last job was a staffing agency and it's just such a different climate now than when we were getting started in our professional areas. And just the number of people who are expecting so much and kind of just having almost unrealistic expectations as junior level candidates is just something I would have never fathomed even asking back in the day because I was like, well, I just need to get what I need to do to make money. And we at least knew that because we got laid off at the drop of a hat so many times, we just needed to have backup income so we could look out for ourselves first and still work for a company and build our career second. Right, exactly. That's exactly what is making me want to grow my business too, right? So like they say right now, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're losing money because it's just, it's going to come crashing down eventually. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I've always had a passion to start my own business, but I've never done it because I've been so scared of failing. You know, like you're from a small town. When you're from Mm -hmm. a small town, People want to sit on the sidelines and wait for you to succeed. And then that's when they want to be attached to you. And then that's when they want to support you and say, I know that person. It's very rare that people buy into your ideas and dreams from the very start and want to support you and see that journey. And so because of that, and I've seen people back home do that with others that I admired, I was fearful of that. Like having that many people just sit to watch me fail or only want to be a part of something when it takes off. Right. And I thought, that's not healthy. That's not what I want to be around and be connected to. So I think removing myself from that environment, and it's not a horrible environment, like no. where we, where I came from is fabulous. But you have to sometimes think about the people you're surrounded with. But when I removed myself from that environment, and I felt like, okay, this is a fresh start, I'm creating a new community of people who are all about starting businesses for yourself. I was like, okay, I feel a little bit more confident, especially since I like got this far without really knowing much about the industry, I also felt even more inclined to like take a chance on myself. Totally, totally. No, I totally agree. And I mean, you and I both know just from the years of personal development we've done too, is like, you are the average of the five people you hang around most. Right. So what is it that they're talking about? What are you addition to your own self-talk? So if you're, you know, living in an environment where it's not pushing you to grow, then people surrounding you also add to that or take away from it too. Yeah, absolutely. And then also I just realized something. We're talking about me being from the small town and some of the hardships I endured. And I think my name might be a little confusing. But (laughs) although my name is Ashley Trang, I am an African-American woman. Uh, Yeah, so my husband's Vietnamese. But I grew up in a predominantly white town. And so I endured different hardships than a lot of other people. There wasn't a lot of people that looked like me. And if they did, I was actually probably related to them. So it was a different type of hardship I I went through. (laughs) That's what I'm speaking on. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ashley always has just the best responses to everything. I think you, my husband, and I were somewhere on MLK Day. Oh, we no. Checking out of the grocery store or whatever, and they said, happy M- like Martin Luther King Day to you. And you're like, what about these two? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just my holiday. I was just like, okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like... <sighs> Those were like the best responses. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but I am also trying to bring awareness. Exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Dana and I always joke that like if people are asking, oh, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, you know, we've been trying and it's not been easy. Don't ever ask that again. Yeah, exactly. But even just, I love that you 
you mentioned kids though too because that's another reason why I'm getting more into taking risks right so you know recently my husband and I we started talking about wanting to have children and (laughs) as exciting as it sounds it's also extremely terrifying because you have to think like have I done everything I wanted to do and I know you'll never be prepared, fully prepared for parenthood. I completely understand that. There are certain things that I know are harder to do once you have kids. So that was something that that's a reason why I wanted to go ahead and start this business. But also I was like, I want my children to be risk takers. So if I'm not being that person, that model for them, that will break my heart, right? I don't want to just kind of push my you know, my uh, things that I lacked, right, as I grew up as an adult onto my children. I want to like emulate a successful person who's bold, who takes risks, who can bounce back, who can pivot when things don't look right, and who can just learn to fail fast. And I feel like I've already lost so much time. I'm going to be 35, so I'm not getting any younger. And I just was like, I want to be that parent that my future children admire. And I don't think I'm there yet. So totally I got some work to do. I, I totally agree with you because we're agreed. I'll be 34 in April. And after ditching the 15 hour commute that I was doing to a job I really didn't enjoy anymore, I was just like, okay, it's time to revamp and refresh the coaching business because I don't want to be taking them to daycare. I, you know, I want to be able to coach clients and give them to Graham, who now lives next door, <laughs> and uh, be like, okay, I just need you to take her for two hours and then I'll be fine. Like, what, what reality and lifestyle do you want to create for yourself, but also your family, if that's something you're thinking about? Right. Absolutely. So yeah, we're on the same page there. (laughs) With how I grew up too, my parents showed me that, you know, you don't have to work at a nine to five job all the time because my dad was able to take time off just because being a business owner and a CPA that was very seasonal. And so I feel like, you know, especially now in this day and age with technology and, you know, shit's going to hit the fan eventually one day with what's going on with work and colleges and all this stuff. It's going to be shaken up. It's just a matter of time and when glad that you're doing this for yourself now and putting it out there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I always appreciate your support, honey. That means a lot. (laughs) Of course, anytime. It really does. Because I honestly have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea. I just know that I don't want to have any regrets. Yes. Well, I mean, you've obviously (laughs) done something with your business. You have a website, you have the cups, which are beautiful and a logo. Oh, thank you. Can you baby step for listeners how you even got to where you are today? So if someone's thinking, I don't even know where to start, whether they're creating a product or a service or a virtual business, what did you do just out of your gut reaction to how to get started? Yes. You know, I was feeling being sick and tired, right, of just dealing with myself. I just used Google and (laughs) I knew that I wanted to have a mug that you could print the affirmation in the inside so that you're seeing it when you're drinking it. It's like your time, basically. Mm. So I started researching who does that. And I came across a vendor on YouTube and they had his information at the bottom. So I reached out to him. And so that's how it started. I was able to find a really great product of porcelain mug that has printing in the inside, but it's food safe because it's lead free, which is extremely important, right? Because you don't want to be drinking anything toxic. It's scratch resistant, all of that good stuff. And then he loved my idea. So he was like, yeah, let's do this. And it kind of went from there. He connected me to another woman who uh, we like run ideas off of. Also, I just started talking to people since I was working at a VCA would like run it by people just to see what they thought. And they thought it was a really great idea. So I was getting a lot of great response 
about it. I did sit on it for about a year. I was planning my wedding. And then also I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm scared of failing. (laughs) Uh, And then after my wedding, I just had this huge conviction in my chest, right? Because I knew we wanted to start planning a family. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that like time was just going by. A year had already passed and I didn't really have anything to show for it. Mm -hmm. So I built a website on Squarespace. They have really great tips on YouTube. And then I reached out to my really good friend, Christy Cosby. She's back home in the 805 and I'm not really great at writing. So I said, I need a copywriter and she is a magician. I am not ashamed to admit that. Okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, she, she's just phenomenal. She knows how to capture the tone that you want. She knew how to write in my style. And from there, I just started asking people who had businesses or were starting businesses. What are you doing? Who do you talk to? What photographer do you use? Going on Instagram, finding other communities, joining them, getting feedback. And so the more I, the more I realized I started to do, the more comfortable I started getting. And then I think once I actually released content that announced on the internet that I was going to do it, it was like, all right, it's go time. Like you announced it, people are going to be expecting it. So it's a really good idea because it's like we have so much junk in our minds. We have yeah. so many things that we've heard throughout our lives that we don't even realize we're moving, like we're navigating through life and we're navigating based off of other people's opinions that we've fired through mm-hmm. life as well. And that's why you may have doubt and limiting beliefs. And I don't know, just someone that has gone through that. I, I'm just very empathetic and passionate about people clearing their minds of negativity and not believing the lies that they tell themselves, believing who they are as an individual. I'm Christian, so how God made you. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And it's okay to walk in that light and it's okay to be confident and shine that light. You know, maybe you just need to tell people to put on their sunglasses, but that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I mean, as much as we all love feeling special, but it's true. Why are we put here unless you were put here to do something awesome. And we do need those reminders every day. Yeah. It's okay to think that you are amazing. Yes. People need to know that. And I think with social media and so many people commenting on things or not commenting and making people feel insecure, like people start to feel bad about being confident because they don't know how that's going to make someone else feel right. or someone may mistreat them right. or thinking they're doing too much. So I just, I want to remind people that they're awesome. And if you don't have friends in your life that make you feel that way, you might need to rethink them. Oh, so true. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that it's great that you can either make this for yourself with something that you know brings you up, but it also can make a really good gift for a reminder that can bring joy to somebody else's life. Absolutely. Like you can personalize them and send them to a friend. I made one for my best friend, Jenny, and it says, Jenny, you have style and grace and a really cute face. And so that's just a reminder for her that I'm thinking of her because we're we're in an LDR. She's in LA and I'm in the Bay Area. (laughs) So yeah, just to remind her that I, I love her so much. She's great. Well, I think I think more products like this are needed, obviously, in the marketplace, like you're saying, between social media and the comparison game that we all get caught up into, which right. you're always going to lose when you're comparing externally outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Such a simple but powerful reminder just to sip and be like, okay, I'm enough. I've got this. Yeah, because we are. We are enough. We absolutely can do whatever it is that we want. It may not, like I said before, happen right away, mm-hmm. um, but you can continuously work towards that. And I think that's what makes life fun when you're constantly unlocking new things and learning and meeting others. That's what makes life really exciting. Uh, I love that. Well, speaking of compliments, I have to ask you, what's the best compliment you've ever received? 
Oh, gosh. I think, honestly, the best compliment I've received is when people tell me that I make them feel comfortable enough to open up. And I really appreciate that because I like to be there for people. Like I mentioned, I think I get that from my dad at his, what was that, his retirement party. Yeah, that was like kind of like the core of it all. Like what everyone was saying was, Kurt was there, he was there, you know? And I was like, wow, that's a legacy to leave. Yeah. Just in people's hearts. And I feel like I kind of had that same thing. I just, I love being there for others and I love supporting people and I'm making sure, like I mentioned before, and reminding them that they're capable of doing whatever that they need and just showing up for them. I don't know why I like it so much. I just feel like that's a calling that I have and I've never really known what to do with it. So I thought maybe at least I can start a company that I can create mugs where people can affirm themselves at least, right? Because self-love is the best love. Self-love is the best love. And it all starts there. Like I always tell my clients, happiness is not an external thing. It has to start with you first. So show yourself some self-love. And if your cup's not full, how are you expected to give to anybody else? Yeah. I mean, that's one of my taglines is pour into yourself to fill up others. Yes. Oh, I love that. What are some things that make you feel inspired to be your best self? Anything that you do daily to practice and feel into that so you really just feel like you're being true, you're being authentic to yourself each and every day? Yeah, I mean, I definitely love to read scripture. That's something that definitely has been instilled in me for a long time. If I'm dealing with something that is troublesome in my mind, I will recite scripture to myself. And then I also just like to, do you guys watch, I don't know if anyone that's listening watches Insecure, but it's one of my favorite shows on HBO. Issa Rae is like, I feel like she is me and I am her. I talk to myself in the mirror a lot. (laughs) I do. Like that's kind of where I affirm myself because I can like look and point and cock my head to the side and smile and, you know, just turn myself, make myself feel pumped up. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I go. I don't know if that's because when my dad said, I'd, I'd go up to my dad when I was younger and say, I'm so bored. Uh, And he'd go, go in the mirror and practice your facial expressions. Like that's what he would tell me to do. And so I would find a lot of time in the bathroom and I would just be doing that. But in in, during that time, I talked to myself a lot and I'm like, Ashley, like shake it off. This isn't true. What are you really feeling? And I talk myself off a ledge. It's kind of one of my things. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. Talk about a pump up session. We all have our different different ways that we do it, you know? Yeah. Or the power pose. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Power songs, mm-hmm. power meditations. Music, yeah, for sure. But music is definitely therapy. Oh my God. Yes. Well, speaking of which, I'm on the side, Ashley also is a DJ. So uh, <laughs> yeah. since I just gave away one of your other skills, what do you think are some of your unique skills that have helped you become successful? Asking questions and pretending like I don't have all the answers. I feel like when you are able to ask for help, uh, you're able to receive it. If you feel like you are too embarrassed to ask someone because you feel like they're going to laugh at you, then you're going to miss out on opportunities. So that's something I definitely have learned to do. Research has helped me quite a bit. Because I feel like with on being on the internet, there's so many resources. So even with within Instagram, like utilizing hashtags, I've discovered so many cool things. I've been able to see other women that have um, that like do like webinars or something like that for social media. So I've like learned that way. So I feel like being like having that natural grit. I think I get that from my grandfather. He was a man of grit. Did a lot of cool things. But yeah, and I also think just meeting people that like to have fun and enjoy life really helps too. Like when people are 
wanting to have fun and celebrate small wins. I feel like those are the kind of people that like are the best to have pour into you because they are the ones that also help motivate you to take those chances. Right. In my in my opinion, I don't know, but I love being around people that love to have fun, have gone through life like some hardships, right? Because they once you go through hardships, it's kind of like a diamond under pressure, right? Yeah. So I like hanging out with people like that too that have overcome some pretty tough stuff. Yeah. Well, and like you said, we were talking about it's all about who you surround yourself with, too. And if you're learning and getting inspired from those people that you're talking to daily or weekly, it just has such a bigger impact on your self-awareness with what you're doing and what you're challenging and growing in, in your own right, too. Yeah, absolutely. So what's some advice you would have for listeners about how you've lived intentionally and staying aligned to what you are being called to create and put out into the world? Well, I feel like intentionally, I feel like I've been living with intention for the past four years, so I'm new to this. <laughs> um, I Just to say, like to be fully transparent, but that's the thing, being transparent, right? And understanding what my shortcomings are and wanting to work on. So that was something that I had to deal with and work through because when you get married, it's kind of like having a mirror in front of you all the time and you have to address things that you've been putting off. And Richard has just been super instrumental in like uplifting me during Mm -hmm. these hard times and helping me figure out stuff with my business. He's in finance, so I'm happy that he can like help me on the back end with that. But he's been like my biggest cheerleader. So having him in my corner has definitely been something that has been instrumental to that as well. But yeah, like being curious and wanting to learn is is definitely something that has helped me too. Yeah, I think we both have awesome guys on our sides. Being an entrepreneur is definitely an up and down emotional roller coaster most of the time. And like I stopped looking at the metrics for this podcast because I was like, I'm going to (laughs) focus on just creating good content, talking with people whose stories could resonate with whoever it might be because they're different and just focus on the content because everyone who's told me they love listening to it genuinely means it. And if it were for my husband, Dane, being like, I love the questions you're asking. And oh, it was so cool that you talked to this person about this. And I'm like, okay, great. Okay, stop looking at the numbers because you'll get anxiety, or at least I will get anxiety. What am I doing? Does it even really matter? Is anyone even listening to this? And it's definitely ups and downs. And I think like you said, if it's not for the struggles and having those key people in your life to cheer you on and celebrate the little tiny wins along the way, yeah, you're gonna get tired and frustrated and quit you know it's just inevitable and as long as you have a strong why for what you're doing and why you're doing it that's so so key yeah absolutely and just to like agree and affirm what you said you know yeah you have an idea you get your product you announce it it's so exciting but then after that it's like it you know even when it's not working you have to just still give it your all and like not quit like It's pretty terrifying. I understand why a lot of people don't want to try it. I genuinely understand why. But it is kind of beautiful because when you do it, it's very freeing. I'm not going to lie. It's like jumping, bungee jumping, or I guess I should say like skydiving because I've actually done that, okay? It's like that. It's like a weight's been lifting off of your shoulders because you're not giving a damn. And there's something that's empowering when you don't care. It's so freeing. And it's like, if Mm -hmm. I can just continuously pull off those layers, those weights that I have on my shoulder of just not caring, that's, I feel like that's what life is about. Just moving and being who you are and just not giving a damn. 
I agree. If you get too in your head or too into what you think everybody else is thinking, you're going to get analysis by over or paralysis by over analysis is what I meant to say. We just all get we're all guilty of it. No matter how successful people are, I hear entrepreneurs who are multimillionaires saying this all the time is it still happens. It's a natural human internal struggle. It's just how do you choose to overcome it and bypass it and reach out to the people or the healthy self-love practices you have, whether that's grabbing a cup of coffee that has a compliment to yourself or reaching out and saying, I need help to somebody who is a mentor or someone willing to help you just to get you through that hump because you're going to hit it over and over and over again. I can't agree with you more. So another one question I've really been wanting to ask, and I ask this to everybody is what does success look like or mean to you? I love that because I do believe that success is relative. That's something that I tell my husband all the time, right? He comes from a family where everyone is basically a doctor. (laughs) And like growing up, he was like, if I'm not a doctor, I feel like, you know, I'm not there. And I'm like, everyone's success looks different. So that's a great question. I'm still figuring that out, but I do know it's having the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about and having a, a good time. You know, like if I want to just not go in and spend time with my family and unplug, that's okay. Not having to grind, you know, seven days a week, helping out the people I love, whether that's with time or fi- financially, right? Like I, that's something that Richard and I, like we have a dream of making enough money where we don't feel it when we give to others. Like that's definitely like a huge passion of his is giving back to the community. And so that's success for us as well. And then also I love my parents so much. So making them proud. And I know they'd say, we're so proud of you already, but like, I don't know, like really making them proud, you know, like, I don't know what that is. But I feel like when I do it, I, I would be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like for me, success is having the freedom and flexibility to be fully present and fulfilled in every aspect of my daily life, no matter if we're traveling, sitting at home, whatever it is. For me, it's just that freedom and flexibility and independence and just to be present. Because like you said, being able to give back and being fully present with the people around you is so powerful. It really is. It really is. Like you know, especially with my dad, you know, being he has cancer. And so having the flexibility to go and see him whenever there's something intense that's going on. Fortunately, it's being like somewhat controlled. (laughs) But yeah, like being there for him in a drop of a hat, that's success for me and not having to worry about where the money's coming from and how we're going to keep the lights on. Yeah, connection and creating memories and quality time with the people you care about most. Well, awesome. So I know we've talked a lot about, you know, not giving a damn what other people think. And since the podcast is called Unapologetically Alive, what in your mind, at least right now, and this can totally change for people, life changes, what does living unapologetically alive mean for you? You know, I feel like living unapologetically alive is getting up and being able to look at yourself every morning and being proud of the things that you're doing and knowing that you're working towards the things that you want to achieve. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) It's the own satisfaction and self-love of self, no matter where you are, what you're dealing with. It's just, I unapologetically love myself and what I'm doing. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually on the right path that I feel like I've been, I've supposed, I'm supposed to be on because you know, when you're not, you can feel that. Oh yeah. Whether you ignore it, you know, you can still feel that. And when you're not feeling that because you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing, that's living unapologetically alive. Cause you're not, you're not moving day to day, feeling that guilt, feeling that conviction. 
Yeah, I know. I think we've all been in that space where you're feeling like you're stuck and you're just going through the motions. And there's just, for me at least, a feeling of almost like guilt for shortchanging myself in the time that I have. And you know, like you said, when you're not in that space, you know, when you're just like, no, I'm just moving through this and this feels great. (laughs) I feel like myself. Right. Exactly. I feel like myself. That's what it is right there. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I want people to know where can they find you and where can they also find compliments and coffee so that they can start pre-ordering and ordering it once all of your amazing products launch. Ooh, well, they can find me on social media at Ashley Camille. I spell my name the European way. So that's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H Camille. And then also compliments and coffee. And that's compliments with an N. It's not and, it's in because it's like your affirmations inside your coffee mug. Mm. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> yes. that. So compliments in coffee inside of the mug. And that's on Instagram. And the website is complimentsincoffee.com as well. So I'd love for you guys to visit and say hello and check out the product. Well, I will definitely include those direct links in the show notes so everybody can find you really easily as well. You're a doll. This was such an awesome chat. I'm so glad you were able to be here today. Oh, thank you. Even despite all of our technical issues, I was able to drink my vodka chronic and it was so good to catch up and chat with you. I swear, like your podcast is amazing. I'm so proud of you. So much fun to be on it too. So like everyone who's listening, trust me, like if you're doing something amazing, hit her up because she does such a great job and makes you feel so comfortable. <laughs> Well, I figured the icebreaker with a beverage and no judgment, whether it's morning or evening, you know, we're going to always be sipping on something. So I always want to make people feel comfortable and just, you know, help them show up because I feel like we all have such a unique perspective. And it's really interesting. I'm going through, I'm re-upping my coaching certification because I took a two-year hiatus. And one of the things that we were learning this past week was always having a beginner's mind. So assuming we don't know everything and always being open to knowing it. But also not feeling like just because we're changing careers or starting like if you're starting to be a coach or you're starting a business or shifting a totally different career, don't forget where you came from because you have a developed set of skill sets that make you unique on top of most importantly, your stories and your life experiences. So don't ever throw all of that out the window. And I just thought that was an interesting thing, which is why I like to highlight both the lighthearted in the beginning and more of the path, the struggle along the way and how you celebrate and move through all of that too. I love, love that you said that because even (laughs) that's how I felt too. I'm like makeup to admin to recruiting, but I'm like, you know what? At least I can do the makeup to look bomb in the photos for my product. Okay. (laughs) It all comes around. Fashionista. (laughs) I was like, I'll make it work somehow. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) That is not education wasted. No, it's not. Yeah. You can always use it eventually. Like never think that it's a waste. It's actually just a blessing. Yeah. And you never know, like if you guys are thinking about starting a new business and you just don't know where to start, just look back on what your experiences have taught you because yeah, she's gone from makeup to real estate to admin. And I went from screen printing, graphic design and embroidery to real estate, to cold calling sales, uh, to staffing and also marketing manager for some startups, which I think was a really blown out title for a five person team. (laughs) Yeah. But I love that you were in real estate and now you're like in into multifamily units, it all works out, right? Like it, it comes into play. 
well, how can I forget luxury travel wholesale network marketing? I mean, right. you know, all these things, they blend in to make you who you are and the skill sets you bring to the table are one in your own. Yeah. Well said, my friend. <laughs> Kudos. Kudos. Cheers <laughs> to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am so, so happy you were here and make sure you guys tune in next week. It's going to be another solo show with me, followed by another special guest of mine. So Ashley, this is probably not the first time you're going to be on the podcast, just FYI, because as develop compliments and coffee, I definitely want to bring you back in. Oh, well, I'd love to be back. So I'll be looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you again in next two weeks. Thanks for tuning in to the Unapologetically Alive podcast. Did you enjoy this show? If so, subscribe and share it with your friends and leave a review on iTunes. For more great resources to help you start living more boldly that Tonya only shares an email, head over to tonyanolan.com and subscribe for email updates. Until next time, be bold, break the mold, and keep on being unapologetically you.